it's definitely helped me. I think I am good at getting my ideas across. But I honestly, I don't think it's to do with being a presenter per se. I think it's to do with liking people and wanting to find solutions and being positive and also knowing when to listen. I think that's important. Key. That is huge. I'm just wondering. I can't like... say I always do that brilliantly. <laughs> <laughs> but I try. I try. <laughs> This episode has been one of my favorite episodes to listen to. Even though I produced it, when I look at it from a listener's point of view, I, I find it really fun to listen to. My guest is Nikki Dean, an old friend from the UK. We started our careers together in television. Today, she's a technology and entertainment presenter and professional voice artist and soon to be podcast host. She has lots of useful, powerful, and obvious ideas to share, which means she's a perfect guest for this podcast. So let's do it. I'm Tant Lay, and this is Noticing the Obvious. How are you, Nikki Dean? I'm good, thanks. I'm not too bad at all. I'll be honest with you, I'm hidden in my bedroom <laughs> and the, tod- the toddler's been taken out for a walk. So I'm good, actually. Yeah, this is a bit of chill time for me. How are you? I'm really well. I'm so happy. I'm always happy when I speak to you. Oh, stop it. <laughs> stop it. You're like, you're like my little positivity guru. I love it. You're the ultimate positive. All right, this is the main reason I want to speak to you because you're one of the most positive people I've ever known so I want to oh, wow. I want to get into what makes you positive and well okay. all right so let me start let's start quickly a quick background we met 14 years ago 2006 uh, yeah it must have been 2006 2007 I think it was I okay so 13 14 years ago yeah. Channel M in Manchester good old Channel because I met you you were the most energetic young presenter that we had really? yeah oh wow seriously yeah is totally that you, is that how I came across you I'm know honest. this you know I this don't. you came in right my recollection is you came in as like a like an intern type almost like a just a new like just an assistant type and within a few weeks you were like a leader that's how I remember you <laughs> Right. Well, let me give you my version of it. Tell me. um, Right. Very, very quick background. So I think since I was a kid, I've known I wanted to be a presenter, which is ultimately what I do these days. But I've never been like a showy offy type person. Um, I've never put myself forward for things, certainly not when I was younger anyway. So I did a degree at university, broadcast journalism, but I never, ever in the whole three years I was there, never went on camera. Um, I never put myself forward for presenting the show. I just didn't, I don't know, I just mm. hadn't known anybody that had done it. And I just thought, oh, I don't know if I'm a bit nervous, a bit shy about it. Anyway, long, long, long story short, and I won't get into it, but um, I lost my dad quite tragically. Mm. And I think that was a big turning point for me. I kind of had a, can I swear? Are we allowed yes, to swear? Do it. <laughs> I had a bit of a f it moment. <laughs> like, if I can get through this. I don't care. I'm just going to go for it. And I think really that was probably, I've always been very positive, I think. Um, don't get me wrong. I have I have moments where I just feel like I you know, want to scream and shout like any other human being. But I think both my mum and dad role models have always instilled that sort of positivity. And 
it's a bit cheesy, but that thing's happened for a reason. Now, as I said, lost my dad. It was horrific. I still mm. don't know what that reason is. But if I could look at one point in my life where things changed for me, it it was a definitely a, you know, this. I'm going to go and do something that maybe I wouldn't have done before. And perhaps that's where I'll find my meaning and my purpose. So um, it was after that I joined a community channel, did some presenting, got a really crap show reel together. I wish I still had it now because bless, I probably would have wanted to give me a hug. I think it was awful. But I saw a, this is how far back we're going. I saw an advert in the local paper about mm. Channel M saying they were looking for presenters. So sent in my showreel, oh. came in for a little meeting. Um, at the time I was doing some promotional work. So I went off to Andorra and I think it was the week before I got a call saying, would you like to come in and do some work experience? So Mm. why not I've not filled my diary because I'm going to work away for uh, a winter so yeah so I came in did a a week's work experience they were like brilliant that was great thanks so much and I was like okay thanks now I might come across as someone who's quite ballsy and would be like okay this is what I want to do not at all so I kind of went off to Andorra thinking I'm not really sure what last week was all about Mm. so I sent an email saying could I have some feedback and they went oh yeah you've got a job and I was like I didn't know there was a job (laughs) is this sounding like typical channel m god love them (laughs) so um I I did my I think it was about two three months in Andorra came back and I started as the entertainment presenter and I'll be Mm. honest I was so nervous I felt so out of my depth are you serious Um, yeah, you did not so show I don't it. Know. Well, I'm not, not a good actress it. either, but obviously maybe I've underestimated myself. <laughs> I just, you know, I just wanted to give it a good bash, but no, full of self-doubt, full of can I do this, full of, oh, I feel like a wally, these people do this professionally for a job. But I really loved it. And it was such a positive and supporting, supportive rather atmosphere there that, um, yeah, I just embraced it. I had some very like wobbly moments. I won't go into them all here, but when I just thought, oh my God, I remember ringing <laughs> my sister saying, I'm about to go and do my first live telly. Awesome. I can't do it. I can't do it. And she was like, of course you can. And then I was like, of course I can. So I did it. And then, you know, you get more experience, you feel a bit more confident. And mm. yeah, I just, I loved it there. It was a little bit like, real life training university so even though I'd gone and done that I'll be honest I don't think I learned that much I think it's when you come and apply it in practice that you really learn on the job so it's really lovely to hear that you thought I came in knowing what I could do I I was doing because I didn't have a bloody clue and rattled with self-doubt but I think that combined with a positive attitude a bit of a attitude if Mm. you know I'm totally honest with you um I did feel like all of a sudden you know even within those doubts I thought I think this is what I should be doing so yeah the rest is history and now that's what I do you know I've continued to do for the last 13 14 years Mm. um and I've had some amazing times on the way but yeah of course you know we have those inner doubts don't we that come in sometimes that say can you really do this? Mm, like, it's totally oh my natural. goodness. Totally. But I think as I've, I've gotten a bit older and I've got a bit more experience and also you meet other people in life who you think have got their shit together, who know what they're doing. And dare I say it, I think we're all to a certain extent winging it. Mm. And if, if you like people and you really want to give it a good go, you know, and, you, and you're hard work and you've got the right attitude, you will succeed. There's many a time I've taken on opportunities. I haven't known really what I'm doing, 
but I know that I will learn and I know that I will upskill should I need to, to be able to fulfill the job. So I think that's part of the battle. I can do attitude, quieting and quiet. I can't say the word quietening <laughs> those doubts that you have internally and just remembering that we're all human. We mm. all have to start somewhere, smile, give it your best shot. And do you know what? If you get it wrong, who cares? Mm. I want to ask you, I, I'm a, I believe communication is what humans, what made humans evolve from apes. The fact that we could communicate with each yeah. other, the fact that we could communicate ideas. So I want to know, like for somebody who, as a presenter, you can, I would say you're a professional communicator. You have to speak and transfer thoughts clearly right yeah. so do you think doing that professionally has helped you when the cameras are off like when you when you're just i don't know when you're negotiating for a job or when you when you're negotiating with your partner or just in the shop you know in those <laughs> kind, do you know what i mean like outside of work do you feel like your presenting skills come in handy the fact that you can speak clearly I think so. I think, you know, if I, if I look even back being a, a young kid and stuff, I, I've always probably, if I can say this, you know, again, it's something that none of us are very good at doing is, is owning it and saying what we think we're good at. I, I am good at communicating. I'm able to get across my point. But I think what it is, is it's because I really genuinely am fascinated by people. I love people. I love hearing the stories. Mm. Um, and I think that down to earth, you know, that mentality and remembering that we are all just human. So if we treat people how we want to be treated and we try and get our point across in a, you know, a nice way, a, fr a friendly way and, and, and bear that in mind, has it helped me? I definitely think that it has. I've had, I have had lots of people say similar things to me, actually, that I think it's the fact that I really like people and like talking. <laughs> don't know if you've got <laughs> on to that fact yet. Um, it has helped me. Not always. I mean, negotiating with partners. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it would apply there necessarily. I think yes in day to day, but I think if there's a point in time where maybe you don't agree on a point, it's definitely helped me. I think I am good at getting my ideas across. But I honestly, I don't think it's to do with being a presenter per se. I think it's to do with liking people okay. and wanting to find solutions and being positive. Um, and also knowing when to listen. I think that's important. Key. That is huge. I'm just wondering. I can't like... say I always do that brilliantly. <laughs> 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 but I try. I try. I uh, love it. I wonder if it's one of those one of those cases where if somebody's really tall and they're a basketball player and you ask them, hey, does being tall help you? They can't really compare it to anything else. And it's the same as you. Like if I ask you, hey, does being a good communicator, being able to speak well, has that helped you? Maybe you don't have anything to compare it with. Or do you? Like, Can you remember uh, not being possibly. able to express yourself? wow that's a really interesting question I mean listen in also when when emotions are heightened so I, I'm thinking when I say this the example of maybe when you're in disagreement with somebody yes when emotions are heightened I don't think any of us really are that great at communicating that's definitely a skill that you need to learn rather than something that's inherent mm. um I can't say I come across that many 
situations like that but of course it's happened particularly with partners you know you have maybe I maybe don't quite see eye to eye on something and there's a trigger for you and I think when that you know when that happens maybe none of us are that great at communicating because we're so fixated on our point being heard that maybe we don't hear other people's I think that's probably the same for most people um so you notice that about yourself like you notice that oh yeah, I, I oh, could totally. have said that better oh I think we all do don't we I think in hindsight I think it's when emotions are heightened when either you feel angry worried scared unheard almost disrespected those sorts of situations I think is when maybe not all of us I think some people are probably better than others I recognize that's an area where maybe I could listen a bit more I could take more breaths I could try to not keep <laughs> saying my point over and over so somebody <laughs> hears me um but yeah as, as I say those situations don't happen every day um I think on the whole on the whole I think if you're focused on a positive outcome and you listen and you have a good point to put across I think that the outcome is generally positive um, you talked about negotiating though in jobs and stuff mm. not, I don't think I'm great at negotiating okay so you think Things that's like, a different skill um I think no I think there's elements I think maybe when you said the word negotiating I instantly linked it with financial so yeah, maybe like I mean, negotiating money yeah negotiating um you know things like benefits terms off, that yeah yeah I don't think I'm that great at that and I don't know if that's a female trait am I allowed to say that <laughs> maybe we don't it's not that we don't value ourselves it's just that it's it can come across or feel like it's maybe a bit too assertive or could be borderline aggressive where you know I'm worth this and I think I should have this um I recognize I'm not that great in those situations I'd much rather do that on email <laughs> um now I am freelancer there I have to actually talk about money a lot of the time yeah. a lot of the time uh, but I would avoid doing it on the phone I would avoid doing it face to face I would again you know I'll let me get back to you tell me what it is that you're after and then I'd ping it over um, and I think okay. instantly I go to, I'm normally this, but because of, and I'll find a reason, location, length of time the project takes, etc. I could give you a discount. I do that so readily. And maybe yeah. I don't need to do that. No. I, it's an embarrassment thing. Like, oh God, maybe they don't think I'm worth that. Oh. So we still, you know, regardless of how we come across to people, regardless maybe of how much experience we have, I think, well, for me anyway, I'm perhaps talking on other people's behalf for me I think there's always that oh I don't want to talk about money I don't want to talk about I just want to turn up do the job have a laugh be professional mm. do you a good job and maybe let someone else do that <laughs> why is it easier um on email because it's the same words so why I know I don't know I'm not sure I think it's because you know if their initial reaction was oh what how much <laughs> you don't have to see that because I think I'll, I'll tell you what I'm not good at. I'm not good at silences. Okay. So if somebody said, what's your rate for the day? And I said, oh, I'm going to be X amount. Inside, I'd be thinking, oh, shit, oh God, have a <laughs> Oh, bollocks. Oh, shit. What are they going to think? It's too much, too little. Have I gone in too low? Do they think I'm a cheeky cow? I think to see their reaction or, you know, they might be, smiling thinking god she's cheap <laughs> i don't know i think it's just so much easier because people can digest it 
then they can come back to you with a diplomatic response and then you can negotiate from there. I think that's a skill I definitely need to work on. Awesome. Because at the end of the day, I've definitely gotten better. Um, so alongside the presenting, I did have my own um, business for a while. It happened quite by accident. Mm. It was a sideline. It became quite big. Um, it was in the sort of field of promotions and marketing. Mm. And I think that was easier because my prices weren't you were quoting, me directly. Yes, exactly. I think it's when you put in a value on yourself. Exactly. Maybe you feel a bit, that is Ooh. key. Um, and I think also it comes with time and experience that you can actually afford for somebody to say, no, we won't hire you. No, you're too expensive. And for you to be able to stick to your guns and say, oh, that's a shame. It would have been lovely to work with you, but that's fine. And, and not automatically drop your prices or not worry. Oh my God, I've said no to that work. That could have been, you know, to be able to know what your worth is and what your value is, I think definitely is something that comes over time. There's two things I want to come back to. So the first okay. thing, I'm, I'm fascinated by this particular thing, which, and I've talked about this before on the podcast. How come we, as in humans, we know our flaws, but we can't do anything about it? Like when you said, oh, you know, when I'm emotional and I can say things, you know, I do this and I do this, and you know this. Yeah. And you still, the next time you get emotional, the next time you get into this situation, you can't help yourself. Or how do you, how come we can't do it if we know it? Like if knowledge isn't the problem, what's the problem? <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, I think you can definitely get better. I think um, those situations are so unnatural to me. I get on with people. I do pride myself on that. Even if it's not necessarily somebody that I'd want to be best friends with, I think I can usually find a common ground, or something that I like about them. So for me to be in disagreement with somebody, it, it's a rarity. It takes a lot. It takes a lot, yeah, because I think I'm pretty chilled out. Um, and I think I'm quite open to trying to see another person's point of view. Uh, but I don't know. It's but like when, you start, when you start getting em emotional and you start... It's emotion. Yeah, it's emotion. I yeah, think when you start feeling it, do you notice yeah. it and what do you do? Like, what do you do... What, do you have any exercises, any little reminders? Okay, you know, calm I wish down. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose the obvious one is take a deep breath. Um, do you do it? Choose your, choose your battles as well. You know, do you have to be right all the time? These are all really great things to say out loud. I can't say that I apply them um, because it would be if somebody, I think it's a disrespect thing for me and not, not being heard. Um, so I think that's a, bu that's a button for me. I don't know. I honestly don't know. No, but I, I love it. You've already given it to patient. me. Yes. I've tried to be more patient. I've tried to really be quiet. <laughs> I've tried to not talk. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, this is um, all awesome because if if you realize this podcast is called Noticing the Obvious and these things yeah. you're, you're saying, you're saying, oh, these are obvious, but it's so valuable. We still don't do them, right? We still need to be reminded. We, all the things you just said, take a deep breath, yeah. Uh, you know listen be patient all of those things we need to remind ourselves because we don't do them even though we know them yeah actually you know as you're saying it out loud mm -hmm. not talking about what we've just applied it to is take a deep breath be patient I, I think you can apply that to everything I know one of everything. my totally. flaws is um 
I've always got loads of things on the go. I'm racing around. Um, and I think sometimes I do forget to take a deep breath. I do mm. forget to um, just stop, totally. <laughs> you know, not talk, think, do I need to do that now? I'll tell you what's been really interesting. And I don't know how you're experiencing where you are, but, you know, us all being in lockdown, mm. such a, a such an alien you know, thing for us all to be doing. Mm. Um, and it's it's frustrated me a little bit because, you know, I have a beautiful little toddler. I love spending time with him. And when things are normal, dare I say, mm. you know, I, I pride myself on, on these days. I certainly haven't had this for a long, long time. But these days, I have a really nice life balance of work, mm. being at home with him, seeing friends. And I feel like that's gone out the window because mm. I don't have childcare. I'm working from home around his schedule. Mm. There's loads of jobs I'm noticing need to be done. So mm. like I want to paint the outside of the house. I want to get the garden lovely. And I can't do them. Ordinarily, I can do them. I'll factor them in. I'll do them when I've got spare time. Um, and, you know, this week I actually did consciously. It's one of the only times I think I've ever done it in life was. It doesn't matter, Nick. Just breathe. You know, enjoy being at home. Um, which I am, by the way, I, I'm totally seeing the positives out of this, but was that you don't have to, like, where's the pressure coming from to paint the outside of your house? Where's the pressure coming from to do your garden it. today? Love it. He's enjoying it. I'm actually enjoying it. It just doesn't quite look how I think I want it to look in my head. So drop the perfectionism, enjoy the moment, breathe, you know, laugh. I think that's what we all sometimes forget to do in the everyday when we're busy and we've got things. So although I pride myself on having a nice balance, I do know sometimes we've got to just go, this is a lovely moment. Why am I thinking and worrying about anything else? Mm. Um, so that's definitely something that I've experienced these past few weeks. Don't get me wrong. They're still niggling me at the back of my head. I want my garden to look amazing. Mm. And it doesn't, but it doesn't matter. We're enjoying it. We're breathing fresh air outside. We're enjoying one another's company. Um, and I'm learning slowly but to breathe and not care so much you know forget the to-do list it will be there next week it will be there in three weeks time we're all learning a new way of being aren't we so yeah as long as we're smiling as long as we get to the end of the day as long as in some way shape or form i'm getting all the paid work that i'm able to do still from home done awesome. by the deadline the rest is a bonus awesome and i love that you did it consciously like when you so but isn't it you know it's really interesting that we have to consciously remind ourselves to stop take a breath you know let it go is it yeah, that important totally. like yeah we have to audit our actions all right so that was there was two things yeah. i said before uh so that first one was you know even though we know these things these are really obvious we still need to remind ourselves because we're just awesome. getting carried away with the day's tidal wave. Uh, now, the second thing that you said earlier, I want to go back to, which is, this is a really key thing uh, in business, yeah. especially running your own company, running an agency. It's so much easier. Maybe there's a psychology aspect mm -hmm. to it. It's so much easier to ask for money if it's for somebody you represent, right? It, oh, yeah. But why can't it, you know, why can't you represent yourself? Why can't you ask your own rate it's so much more difficult for us but as soon as yeah. it's someone else then it's fine you you know you, you you're fighting for them yeah you, you know you're asking for a ton of money 
because you, yeah. you find for your client absolutely yeah um I don't know it's so interesting isn't it I think it's ingrained in society almost like we're not again I always see the positive so this is only now we're actually looking at it from the outside observing is I don't know we're kind of encouraged aren't we to not shout too much about ourselves you know to not show off to not maybe I don't know perhaps we're not taught to value our own self-worth almost I don't know that's a bit deep and as I said but isn't that isn't that something wrong with that isn't there something wrong with being taught to not value ourselves isn't that the worst thing I don't thing think it's teach? a con- yeah well I don't think it's a conscious thing like I said I, I talked about my mum and dad very briefly earlier both of them have instilled a great sense of self into me so what I know I have is I am very strong and, and have a very um you know I have a very strong sense of self I know who I am I've never really you know at school and stuff I always had mates and stuff but I was never swayed by things like peer pressure I mean don't get me wrong mm. I, I, I did things that now as an adult I think ah but um I've always had that strong sense of self I'm not too easily molded by other people awesome. um so they've instilled that in me and and you know completely they've given me that whole value in yourself and, and all the rest of it I think it's society I think we're taught subconsciously to be very modest you know people who shout about what they've got or they're called arrogant they're frowned upon yeah frowned upon almost so I don't know if um I mean a great example is so as a presenter most presenters would have an agent or people other people that get work for them Mm. and I don't know if that's that's a really great example of exactly why because you asking for uh certain things comes across as a bit egotistical perhaps Mm. a bit arrogant oh they're a bit full of themselves but somebody else that Mm. buffer they don't so they might ask for things I mean I have absolutely no idea when people have negotiated things for me what they've actually asked for I've yes. absolutely no idea and I almost don't care as long as I get the job and turn mm. up and then that's when I I always and I, I know I'm good at it and it's a genuine thing it's not for any other reason you know it's not cultivated I, I have get a good rapport with people so even if they I don't know beforehand somebody's been a bit out there and asked for things that are a bit demanding or a bit I don't know once they meet you I think it's oh she's not asked for it that was her agent it's almost like there's an excuse for somebody on your behalf I know when I've negotiated work for other people um so I've sent models and things out on on promotional campaigns Mm. and brand ambassadors they call them Mm. um you know maybe things like contracts there's always a contract and there's always a you know, can you make sure you get it back signed to me and, and pay particular attention to this? And they'll need to have a meal provided and they'll need to have a private space to get changed, blah, blah. Do I do that for myself? Never. I've never done <laughs> that. Know. I've never sent a contract and said, before I turn up to your job, could you pay special attention to section 10? And I'll need, know. you know, blue, blue smarties. You know, I, I don't quite get to that extreme for the people. I'm joking, but... Um, no, I'm just grateful for the job. I thank you. Oh, that's great. Oh, wonderful. I don't know. Is that, is that, a, you know, I'm sorry if this comes across as a bit sexy, but is that a female thing? It's totally not a female you... thing. It's is totally it not? Because I've done it. I've done it. Like when I, when I started with my company, um, if I would do it, if I would do the job myself, it would be this rate. And then when I send somebody else, I'll be like, damn, I can't pay him that. I need to pay more. So then I realized that's what I was paying myself. Funny 
It's a funny psychology, isn't it? it That's is. really interesting that. I would have thought that you'd be all over that. I think, again, though, it does come with time. You get to a point where you know what the industry rates are. You know what you're allowed to ask. And you kind of know what you're worth as well. Hmm. All right. I know you don't have loads of time. What time is the boy coming back? I don't know, but I can't hear them yet. So we can keep talking. <laughs> um, what, how old is your boy now? So he will be three at the end of July. So I forget what day it is, never mind what month. So he's about two and eight months. Okay. In nine months, two okay. and eight months. I don't so tell me a couple of, and it doesn't matter how obvious they are, like what have you noticed? First three years of raising, raising the toddler, what are some of the things that you've learned about yourself that you didn't know before you were a parent? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting point. And I think, you know, in many respects, you might have hit the nail on the head a bit there. Noticing the obvious, there's nothing more obvious than the way children interact with the world. So what I've definitely noticed, which is obvious, but not because we get caught up in our everyday lives. Totally. Is simplicity. You know, kids, children, babies, they're so innocent Love and they're it. so simple. You know, they'll play with a box. We all talk oh about my that. God. I've had this exact same conversation. Box. Yeah. They, re they remind you to keep it simple. Mm. Um, you know, they remind you to be in the moment. They get excited and thrilled about what as adults we think are the crappiest things, but they're not. Mm. So I think they remind you about what is actually important. Um, and they, those are the main things, really. Like I will often, so as a, I mean, I, I'm quite chilled out anyway, but I think as a parent, you find yourself saying, don't do that. Stop doing that. No. I try consciously to not do that. Oh, I love this that, is a Nick. moment in his life. I, I mean, that. sometimes inside, he just, so we were in the garden before. He's got a little gardening set. He's digging up the soil. I don't mind him being dirty, whatever. We've got a washing machine. I'll stick him in the bath. But he threw it in the house. And I said, oh, please don't do that. Of course, I do say, please don't, mm. or don't do that. But it was bringing him so much pleasure. I know. But oh, I thought, I do you know that. what? He's got his whole life to... To learn think, rules. I, sh I shouldn't do that. Maybe that's not a great idea. And you know what? It wasn't harming anyone. So through gritted teeth, I let him carry on. <laughs> it took me two minutes to clear up. This is the whole thing. We get so fixated as adults. Wow. And awesome. as busy people that... in our days of... Oh, uh, that could be... So, you know, a parallel in an adult life could be traffic. Oh, this traffic. Oh, it's winding me up. In reality, it might add two minutes exactly. to journey time. Exactly. So it's things like, my first thought was, oh, I'm going to have to clean that up. By the time I'd got out stuff to clean up, it took me two exactly. minutes. It was no big drama, but he was having the time of his life. So I think definitely becoming a parent has made me think, stop and think, what kind of a parent do I want to be? Do I want to be a strict mom, a fun mom, a combination of the two, mm. a friend or a disciplinarian? You know, you've got to kind of, I think we don't often stop and think, but no. it has, I definitely have taken time. I've definitely found more balance in my life since I've had a child. Have you? And I definitely, oh, completely. Yeah. I mean, again, I think it's evolved naturally with the way that I work, but yeah, I mean, I'm freelance now in the true sense of the word. I don't run the business anymore. I do on a very small scale, but it just wasn't compatible with having a child. I can't be available 24 seven. I can't take stressful phone calls on a weekend and react to them quite like I used to. So I had to make some life choices and I followed what was my passion, which is my freelance work. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, I think, you know, children, it, it, whether you have them or you don't have them, I think if you stop and observe a child and the sheer pleasure they get from the smallest things, it's such a big reminder and eye-opener to all of us. The things that we get stressed about as adults, really, most of them have a solution. You know, if you stop, you breathe. We spoke about it earlier. You stop, yeah. you breathe. You think about it rationally. There's a solution. But sometimes we're so caught up in things and the busy way that life is these days that we just don't see the solution. And we, our default mode is to get pissed off, is to get frustrated, is mm. to... Argh! And actually, it's not necessary. For 95% of the things we come across, it's just not necessary. So you true. know, oh dear, it's thrown a curveball. I'll find another solution. I'll work slightly later tonight. I'll <laughs> find a different way of doing it. So I think... Um, you know what I think if we come back to everything I think that the young people children that innocence that they have is the obvious for all of us really the fact that they they can do so much with so little and you know think of when you have heard a child laughing uncontrollably you know there might be tears rolling down there in the moment they are so happy what's usually involved in that mm. tickling maybe <laughs> you know a cardboard box they've made something funny out running through a sprinkler it's not the expensive toy you gave them it's not the you know the things that as adults we think that they will probably want and love and we should want and love it's the simple things when they have contact or complete attention from a parent or a friend or a carer or whatever mm. um that is when there's that pure joy and that pure in the moment and a bloody good laugh which is what really is that not what all of us want out of life that's what it should be all about and just it reminds me of something profound i heard recently um children they need i want to get it right for children <laughs> something external has to happen for them to be sad to be upset oh for, totally for, yeah for adults something external has to happen to make us happy wow gosh. think about that that is big i don't know that i, I wholly agree with it maybe, but i do maybe um, i said it maybe the, i said it rubbish but no 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 but you the general you idea is exact, no, kids are naturally exactly right yeah they naturally have the exuberance we totally when we grow up we don't have it anymore and we need something else i need a new car i need this i need totally. a ho- i need a holiday i need to be on the beach before i'm happy yeah, no, I, you did say exactly right. That wasn't the point I was okay. quite making. What I meant by that was, you're absolutely right. I think that if you look at the majority of people, they need something external. So that could be mm. something material, um, a gesture from somebody else. Mm. I think that's a big thing that you need to learn, actually, that is lacking in a lot of people, is that you can make yourself happy and that oh you own God, that. So key. Nobody else can make you happy. They can so add to key. it, yeah. but if you're not happy... Um, and, and again, going back to it, this is not me showing off or anything. I, if I told you my life story, there's some <laughs> horrific things that have happened. I've been deeply sad. You know, I know what that feels like. Mm. But on the whole, my default and what I return to is I am a happy person. Mm. I don't always, you know, I don't always sit there with my gratitude list. Feel, you know, of course, I feel pissed off, aggrieved. I want this. I want that. I want that. But I, I can usually snap myself out of that. Material things can make you happy for a short while. But if you don't have the tools within yourself to actually feel happy and know 
you know, okay, I'm feeling a bit, Ugh, what's going to make me feel great? I'll go for a walk because I know that lifts my spirits or I'll eat my favorite chocolate bar. Maybe you could say those were external things. But um, no, I think you're absolutely right. Where does that happen though? What teaches us that that's how we, we are as adults? Because you're right, children are default happy the majority of the time they're sad when they can't have chocolate when they want it because they don't understand they're sad when you take a toy off them because mm. it's bedtime they're sad that you say okay we're leaving our friends out because they're so in the moment so at what point in your life do you think that tips so that as an adult it's the other way around which is really sad isn't it it is really sad so what do we do Tan? what's the what's the, <laughs> what's the, what's the answer <laughs> the answer is we subscribe to our podcasts and yes. then we listen to Tan and Nikki and yep. just reminders. We just have to remind ourselves. In all seriousness, jokes aside, we have to remind ourselves. And even if it's obvious, and that's the thing, our natural reaction to something obvious is, oh, I already know it, dismiss it. Like if I just told you, Nikki, take a deep breath and you're really stressed, you're just going to be like, I know that. <laughs> Don't tell me to take a deep breath. Well, you no, probably won't, so but true. most people, do you know what I mean? Like, no. We're looking for something, we're expecting the answer, the solution to be something unique and brand new, whereas it could just or be something... something. Yeah, something massive or life changes. Exactly. You've just jogged my memory there. Have you read The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho? Yeah, of course. Classic. The very premise of that book is, noticing the obvious really, is that, you know, he goes on this massive journey. Yep. He goes on this massive journey to find what it is that's going to... Yep. You know be the answer and it was where he was at the awesome. beginning Beautiful. all the time yeah. and that's one of my favorite ever books for that reason people told me to read it I must have started it 20 times before it gripped me because I just mustn't have been in the right headspace mm. I think if you are and you're open to it that's a great book recommendation I'd give you but you know the, the crux of it is exactly what this podcast is about is that we don't notice often what is in front of us because of all the noise. So as you grow older, you know, you, you talk, you know, we have advertisers telling us we need this. We have, you know, other people going on to do things and looking happy and projecting this image that we think we should have is that you forget the very mm. basics, you know, there's too much information. Sometimes it can be great. It can also be very overwhelming for a lot of people. And often if you just find what it is, you know, that makes you, be in the moment if only for five minutes a day and actually think am I happy I've done this before am I happy if I'm not why what area of my life is it how could I be happy how am I going to get there mm. sometimes it feels hard it feels like a long journey and sometimes it's the most obvious thing mm. I feel stressed and I feel like I've got no time and I feel this why is that because I'm taking too much work on because I'm never giving myself time to relax, whatever the answer might be. Sometimes you build those things into your life on a small scale and then get better at it. And you'll, you'll find what the answer is. I know that sounds a bit cheesy and a bit kind of like, mm. you know, out there, but it's so true. And that's why I love the idea about your podcast is that we don't look at what's in front of our eyes often. Mm. And I don't know, always know why that is. I think modern life is a big contributor because it's so busy, but I don't know. Is it something that we're taught by society or is it just what happens to you when you get old and boring? <laughs> just distractions. That's all we know. We've been building so many distractions for ourselves in, in order to make our lives better. We haven't done it on purpose. You know, when yeah. we invented the iPhone, we wanted to make our lives better. When we invented this and this and this, it's all with good intention. But unfortunately, the result is less... Uh, 
you know, less attention less span. Less productive. Less oh, pro- don't get me started on phones. I'd be a hypocrite <laughs> if I said I didn't use them. But honestly, I oh, think yeah. they've ruined so many lovely moments because people just aren't in, they're not in the moment anymore. They're just, you know, stuck to the phones. I think that's, that is probably a big one, actually. And I'm a technology presenter, you so are. please don't say that I'm saying that technology <laughs> no. is a bad thing. I don't. But no, I mean, is, I'm a techie. It can be abused. You know, people get these fabulous gadgets and things that can enhance their lives. But there's there's almost, um, you know, there's a, a responsibility for you to use it in the right way at the right times and not let it take over your personal relationships and not let it, you know, not being stuck on your phone when just, you should be in the moment. Just to be conscious. What I'm saying. Yeah, and aware. Absolutely. Yeah. To be conscious, that's, you know, it's a really important thing. So for me, noticing the obvious, um, yeah, having had a child has been a big eye opener for me. It really has because I just watch how much pleasure and how he's so lost in the moment. And I, you know, I don't want you to think I was ever jealous. I don't mean that, but there was almost an envy, like why, why can they do that so easily? Yeah. And I was like, cause they haven't, they've not got the distractions. Exactly. That that we they, they're not actively, carrying the burdens that we are but really you know like they feel like burdens but they shouldn't be they shouldn't be i often of i often just very quickly because i could talk forever but, <laughs> i was just gonna um, say <laughs> i know shut up i was Greg. just gonna say um, we could do this forever but but let's uh well one of on, the things it... that it was an epiphany like a light bulb moment for me once is i was driving to work i think I had the radio on i was singing i was genuinely enjoying my journey and I looked around me and honestly, I didn't see one other person smiling and it made me feel really oh. sad. And I thought, what, what is it? And I had this realization that most people, and I hope this doesn't offend anybody, but most people are driving a car that they can't really afford to a job <laughs> that they don't really enjoy to come home to maybe a relationship that they're not fulfilled by. And they just repeat the cycle without ever stopping and taking a breath and thinking, why am I doing it? It's just following what what I think we think we're supposed to do. Mm. And I felt very lucky in that moment. I felt very sad, but I felt very lucky because I don't have that feeling. Of course, I get a bit stressed about, you know, bills and all the boring stuff that we do as adults. But I've created a nice life for myself and it's been quite conscious. The last few years, it's been quite conscious decisions on how I want to feel, what I want to do. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a sad but eye-opening moment for me really that I just wish that most people could experience Mm. enjoying their lives you know enjoying every aspect if you're not happy in your relationship you need to look why you need to see if you can fix it if you can't you need to make some serious decisions if you're not enjoying your job why most people would say but I've got bills to pay but I've got this but those are all things that you've chosen so if you're really not happy, make a choice. Could you reduce your bills? Could you change your lifestyle slightly so that you could retrain, so that you could find something you're passionate about? Mm. Could you do it on the side and, you know, all those sorts of things. So I've gone off on a slight time. No, it's awesome, I Nikki. It. But listen, I do realise no, it. No, but no, no. the point I'm making is, the point, it all comes back to this being in the moment, you know, actually consciously I love it. I love it. making decisions. Am I happy? We should all ask ourselves that every day. Am I happy? I love your tangent. And I was going to say, listen, you cannot end this now on a low. So I want to ask you, we need to end this on a high. You know, it wasn't a low, but just like, I don't want to end it on a sad note. Um, (laughs) I hope it was a high. I wanted people to take more conscious control of their lives if they can. Anyway, let's end on a high. Let's end on a high. 
tell me about Planet Mum. I listened to the trailer and I,、oh, yeah. it was so cool. I was smiling the whole way, and I was thinking, "Oh, bless you!、Yeah, really? That's、yeah. so good to hear."、Totally. Well, you're the You're the podcast master. I've never actually done one before, so. But it's, you're it's the very... you're the speaking, presenting, hosting master. So. Well, yeah, but you know, although they're kind of in the same vein, it's slightly different discipline. So,、um, when I go to present a job, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm saying.、Um, you know, if I don't have a script, I'll have prepared something at least, or it's just a chat.、Um, but with this, so long, very long story short.、Mm. I have a very good friend who I met at an audition about 15 years ago. It was before I started at Channel M.、Mm. She actually turned out to live two miles down the road from me in Manchester, but we met in London. I recognised this,、um, you know, this loud northern <laughs> accent. I was like, oh! And it was a very surreal audition again. A story for another time. So、mm. we swapped numbers, and we've been friends for forever.、Um, and she's gone on to present. She's、uh, her. She's a weather girl, weather presenter. Sorry, I should say weather presenter by trade.、Mm. Uh, but we've said forever we should work together. We should do something. We've had loads of ideas over the years, and nothing's quite come to fruition because we've either been really busy doing different things, or we've had different jobs that have, you know, maybe stipulated that we can't. Anyway, she's now on maternity.、Um, we realised that we only ever communicated via voice note. We're、mm. like, we need to sort this out. And we actually came up with a completely different idea and concept for Planet Mum. However, due to the lockdown, a lot of those things have changed.、Mm. And we actually, I think, again, to find in a positive, I think the podcast is what we should have been doing since day one.、Mm. It's become a podcast. I told you it was a long story, and that's the short version. So we're doing a podcast. Essentially, it's me and one of my best friends in the world who are going through similar but very different circumstances with a toddler. Um, and we've made it a bit more fun, so we want other people to get involved as well. So we want to hear other people's stories. Again, predominantly mums, but we would love dads to get in touch, grandmas, the whole spectrum of.、People. Oh, you can have people calling in.、Um, well, we need to. We might need to pick your brains on that. We've had a few technical difficulties so far, Tan. I'm not going to lie.、Um, what What I think we could do in the first instance is we put questions out on Facebook. So we asked people last、ah, week for their、it. lockdown lols. So you can actually do it anonymously. We had some brilliant responses. So we'll read them out on the podcast.、Uh, what we're going to do as a monthly thing is we're going to interview, much like yourself,、um, different guests on different topics、cool. that might have bits of advice that might inspire people. Uh, but again, very personality driven. So great! It's light hearted. It's fun. It's really inclusive. We we rely on people's interaction. So please, please do get. In fact, I'm going to make you. I'm going to get a response. <laughs> you know, I've come on your podcast. You've、okay. got to get involved All in、right. mine somehow.、Cool. All right. So、um, I'd like to get your take as a dad. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we we hope to get it out every Tuesday,、um, and it really it's just like listening to two old mates. That might appeal to you, and it might not, but it, it's very down to earth. You know, we're not we're not going on there as two presenters, although that's what we do as our jobs. It's dead down to earth. You'll hear real life Nick and real life Kay, who's my friend that I do it with,、um, and yeah, it's good fun. I hope it will be. Anyway, it's only episode two. I mean, we're kind of learning as we go. <laughs> cool. All right, I could talk to you all night, but I'm going to let you go. Well, maybe we'll do it again. Maybe、yes. we'll do it again. I hope it wasn't too all over the show for you because <laughs>、no. I know I've come. I've been like writing the scripts on solid state drives. I've also had a toddler coming in now, and now I've put this hat on to try and talk about, you know, noticing the obvious. So hopefully, I've ticked a few boxes for you. But yeah, if you, you want to do it again anytime, awesome! I, just, I love it. 
And next time, I want to hear about the solid state drives. Oh, gee whiz. Well, that seriously is not my area of passion, <laughs> nor my expertise. But as you have to do as a presenter, sometimes you have to very quickly become an expert in an area. So that is what I've been trying to do. Definitely don't come to me for advice on that. <laughs> cool. All right. Thank you, Nikki Dean. <laughs> All right, that was Nikki Dean. You can find her website at nikkidean.com. And her podcast is Planet Mum. That's P L A N I T M U M. I hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. That's it from me. This podcast is called Noticing the Obvious. Please join me again next time.